Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomplune, and I'm your host. Today's episode is book club episode number two. I've been really pumped to start this book club with everyone. It's been a nice way to, one, keep myself accountable, if I'm being honest and slightly selfish. Uh, but two, it's been a great way to uh, share some of my favorites, uh, revisit some new books, or rather some old books that I haven't seen in a while, and also take in some really cool suggestions. The way we're running the book club is uh, we do about a book every four weeks, and then afterwards we have a live Q&A where we get to discuss as a community. So if you missed out on the last live Q&A, no worries, we've got another one coming up. So for today's book club episode, we talk about Don Miguel Ruiz's Ruiz's <laughs> we talk about Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. Um, I have not read this one in such a long time, and it was such a pleasure to uh, just revisit it and be able to, uh, to to check it out. Make sure you check out Amy McDonald's awesome Grow Your Business course. It's a six-month program developed specifically for yoga teachers by Amy, who's an amazing yoga business coach. I've known Amy for quite a while now, and I really value her integrity and the content that she's put together for this course. She knows exactly what it is to be a yoga teacher, one, but also how to make this your main source of income. Growing Your Yoga Business is designed to help take people to the next level in their teaching. So whether you're trying to become a teacher trainer or maybe you're a yoga hobbyist right now and you want to turn this into an abundant yoga business, uh, this program is composed of eight different modules. You get to work with some live calls with Amy, you get some workbook stuff, and you get to cover the whole like gamut of marketing and how to just put everything together step by step. This business also talks about like different pricing and brand etiquette and just really how to get your project started. When you sign up for this course, let Amy know that I sent you and you'll receive a whole lot of goodies. Plus, you'll receive $100 off the course and my arm balance video series. And Amy will include a free Facebook ad training. That's a whole lot of goodies. If you pay the course in full, use the coupon code DANNYFULLPAY, that's D-A-N-N-I-F-U-L-L-PAY, to receive these goodies. Or if you opt for the payment plan, use the payment code DANNYPAYMENTPLAN, that's DANNYPAYMENTPLAN. I've included a link to the course in the show notes so that you can discover more about the program and see how you can utilize it to improve your yoga business. Today's book club is on The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I have to tell you guys, if you haven't picked this one up yet, you must. It is an absolute great read. So his book was written in 1997 and ended up spending eight years on the New York Times bestseller list. It sold over six million copies and it's based on these four guiding principles. So the first principle is be impeccable on your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third one is don't make any assumptions. And the fourth one is always do your best. And I cannot tell you guys why I think that these principles are so important to live your life by. Um, he ends up breaking it down step by step. Um, he talks about how, you know, when we were uh, younger, we were pretty much domesticated and we didn't get to 
choose our own selves. We were kind of brought up around, you know, our parents and things around us. And what people say uh, about us isn't really a direct reflection. And if we keep listening to what people say about us and let it charge our emotions, that people have control over us. Um, and then he talks about there are ways to, to break our old habits or our old agreements and set new ones so that we can live a more freeing and um, better life, so to speak. Um, so the first lesson is, uh, you know, when, when we were younger, we had a lot of impact um, because people had a lot more control over us um, rather than us having ever control of ourselves. So to dive a little more into lesson one, which is our environment domesticates us from childhood and it leads us to living an unreflected life. And so he talks about there's a lot of elements um, in our lives that we don't get to choose or have control over. And he calls them the sum of domestication. And it's a process that starts uh, the day you were born, basically. Um, so you don't get to pick your first language. You don't get to pick the first school that you go to. And you can't control what um, attitudes your parents instill in you. You know, you have to kind of just sit back. And it's a sum of like parents, peers, teachers, religion, and all these influence that instill these sets of rules on us. And as children, we have no real power over them. We get rewarded when we do good and punished when we step out of line. So if you add this up over and over and over, decades and decades and decades, you become someone who's chasing brownie points, afraid of rejection, and not questioning society's rules. And the worst thing about this collective dream is it's eventually we're so domesticated that we continue to do it to ourselves. So if you've ever broken a rule like missing a deadline and then mentally punishing yourself or like judging or blaming yourself, you've seen this problem in action. So how do you break this cycle? With a set of new agreements. And then he starts to dive into lesson number two, which is nothing people say or do is personal, but you need to know who you are to be okay with that. And one of these new internal rules you should try to adopt is by never taking anything personal. It's the second of four agreements, and it's believed to be the most powerful one. I recently explained it to a friend over dinner. Nothing, absolutely nothing, that other people in the world say to you is about you. When someone calls you ugly, it's a whole lot more about them than it is about you. Whatever issues they're dealing with has led them to take this further fr frustration out on you rather than it being about you itself, which is kind of a really tough pill to swallow. And this is one of the ones that I had a really, really, really hard time with. But whether it's true or not, when you take it personally, you have to acknowledge that it means, to some extent, you believe it. And you should never, ever, ever take anything personal. But not taking hurtful comments and setbacks personal is hard. It's extremely hard. And so according to Ruiz, Ruiz rather, uh, the only way to make this habit, um, to break this habit, is to become very, very, very self-aware. So really knowing who you are. Know deep, deep, deep down inside who you are. And what your truth is, and what your good allows you to, and that your good allows you to stop seeking uh, validation and acceptance. And not only just knowing who you are, but knowing your truth, um, knowing what your good is, and that should allow you to stop seeking validation and acceptance from everybody else. So we dive into lesson three. And lesson three is um, it's a way to break down old agreements and free yourself so that you can come up with some of your own. So at this point, we start to you know realize how important it is to free ourselves from our old ones and maybe create some new ones. And so Ruiz suggests that there's three ways to do it. 
One is to start noticing the beliefs that you have, which are based on fear and make you unhappy. And we all have them. Our attention has been turned towards them since we were little children, and we could have done nothing about developing them. But it's time to grow and pick them apart, which is really hard, because that means it's time for some self-realization. Number two, learn to forgive the people around who hurt you, most of all yourself. When he talks about um, the Toltec uh, wisdom, it's called the parasite of the mind. A fight, a misbus, a spilled glass of milk, whatever causes negative emotions can lead into a downward spiral and ruin your day. Unless you forgive yourself and everyone involved. And this is the only thing that lets you move on instantly. And the third one, he says, remember that each day could be your last, so stay in the present. The onsite or the thought of, um, I guess, the death, right? It brings clarity. So it makes you ask, you know, how do you want to live? And do you really want to let the opinions of others decide what you want to do right now? All these in general will take a lot of time. It takes a lot of practice and finding out who you are and make them these new rules work for you. Um, it's a lot of work. It's not easy enough to just, you know, blab these out there and say, let's go for it. And these all take time, repeated practice, and finding out how you can make them work for you. Um, but it's a great starting point to untangle the mess in your mind and finally start living by your own agreements. I cannot recommend this book enough. This is my third read through it, and even the third time it was such a joy and such a reminder um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the summary, and without further ado, here goes the live Q&A on the Four Agreements. All right, guys, so welcome to the uh, Q&A and comment section for the book, uh, The Four Agreements, that we are talking about in Book Club Episode 2. So I guess I want to start with... What, was any this anybody's first time reading this book or second round or third round or is this the first time for everybody this was my second round second round okay so for those of you that that read it for the uh the first time what was your biggest takeaway on the example i guess when you know when when he first starts to break down about how these rules are really like instilled in us and how these different thoughts you know when we we're kids and how our parents kind of shape us and form us into thinking certain ways like what was your biggest takeaway on that did you at all reflect on like oh my god this is how i react in, in the world because of this stuff it made me think of sales <laughs> um like when you're exposed to information and you're taking it in it's like it's like people just want to get your ear and that's really powerful i i thought it was so interesting how like it's almost like these filters are installed mm -hmm. and uh, by parents, by everyone, the whole little culture we grow up in, how they install these filters and we don't even know they're getting installed. I found that kind of, I had never thought of that before. We also don't even have the opportunity to like say no to some of those filters and to some of those thoughts that are being installed because we're so young at that point that we that that sense of our will and also that point of our mental processes are, just aren't there yet. When I started to dive into the book, one of the one of the major uh, notes that I took was like not to make it, it's really hard because we hear this all the time, but like you know the the. Um, the 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 saying that it's you know what anyone else thinks about you is absolutely none of your business and it's 
I mean, it's it's a really tough pill to swallow when you think about it in whole. But the truth is, like the things that people aren't or people are doing to you are all because of their past and their beliefs and their judgments. And really, it, it doesn't boil down to any of the things that you know that we've necessarily uh, done to have that uh, put against us. But for for me, like it's. You know, I guess maybe it's the Leo in me or the fire side of me. I'm always like, well, they did this. You know, you want to kind of, as opposed to taking responsibility for your own actions and and for for ourselves, we kind of want to take somebody else down with us. Does that make sense to anybody? Absolutely. Robin, how did you feel about that part when it said like you really you cannot take whatever what everyone what everyone does to you personally? Well, it really on the surface of things makes a lot of sense. It's harder to play that out in the moment. Right. Um, but completely sensible. And I really appreciated how they talked about it keeps you able to be in complete hell, I think is how they put it. Yeah. Um, and be okay, right? Yeah. Like when you're able to keep that agreement. So um, it's a huge gift. And I've noticed myself starting to pay attention to it, particularly since reading that chapter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so much harder because it's so ingrained. You know, so I think just with that small amount of additional awareness, I brought more and more attention to my reaction and making a commitment to stay out of that assumption. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. So how do you then, how do you then find, like, what do you then do to try to instill this stuff in your life, right? Like we would then let's say a yoga practice, right? Let's say the action of like trying to bring in the yamas or the niyamas in your life, right? They're, we'll pick one of them, just like self-study. Like we do these things to actually reinforce what we're doing in a practice. How do we then take this part from, you know, this, this small little part from this teeny tiny little 180 something page book and try to like ingrain it in ourselves. Practice. Yeah. Make sure you think about it every day. Absolutely. Did anyone find that that agreement was somewhat similar to part of our yoga practice? 100%. In what regard? I mean, if I don't go every day, I'm, you know, to, to my yoga practice or do something every day within my yoga practice, then of course, I'm tighter, my back hurts, or I forget. Right. And, you know, sometimes they say it's like riding a bike, but in, it, with this stuff, it's just, we've been, it, we've been out of practice and had these bad habits drilled into us just within our family and society as it is. So it's just something we do habitually. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Anybody else like on how to like, how, how, how it resembled for me, I, I mean, I couldn't agree with more, more what Jenny just said, but if you don't actually prep, what I love about these books, you know, whether it's this book or you know, even the last book that we read for book club is that you can easily read this stuff and be like, oh, that's a really cool concept. But if you're not actually in, instilling these concepts in or finding a way to integrate this stuff in your life, it's, uh, I want to call it maybe spiritual bypass or the self-help person, <laughs> the self-help person that's just more like speaking your truth and they say the things, but they don't actually do the things to reinforce mm -hmm. the thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it gives you really good ammo to tell other people what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. 
Josh, dude, what do you do personally? Like when you read something like this and you're like, I want to like, I don't know, take this, maybe the not taking it personally part or the, the being impeccable in your word or, you know, the other one that I'm going to get to in a second, which I'm probably going to lose it a little bit was the don't make assumptions there. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I do some practices, uh, authentic relating practices like circling and T group um, that I find help me. It's kind of like a, a interpersonal meditation so you can get aware of <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, assumptions that you're making <laughs> yeah. or, um, or, or things that you're taking personally and you can kind of like be like aware of it because the whole practice is about kind of hearing other people's perceptions, other people's stories and being like, okay, that's their story. I have my story. Right. At the end of it, we're all kind of in our own little universe as well. <laughs> So this is one of the points that I like, I actually, as I'm looking at my notes, I like, I, I put like three stars on this, but the one that's, it's, uh, he talks about in the book, he says, don't make, don't make assumptions about what other people are, are, are thinking, but also um, like projecting our own beliefs onto, onto others. And then what else did I write down here? Oh yeah. This, uh, this leads to an argument that doesn't need to happen in the first place. And it's like, it's, stop assuming you know and ask instead and what i what i find myself as being maybe a little more of a charger kind of personality like i almost don't give people the benefit of the doubt if they're not moving at my same speed so i end up making that assumption because they're not moving as quickly and it kind of for me it went back to the part where like being impeccable with my word part of my word is being more patient with, with people like being a yoga practitioner. One of the things that I focus on is being patient with myself and being patient, you know, with, with all the things that I do. And yet I go back against it, like consistently day to day. I'm totally like throwing out like insecurities here, but I consistently go back against it when it comes to not making assumptions because I tend to move so quick because I bypass the whole being patient part. Did anyone, uh, did anyone else, I don't, for me anyway, did anyone else dive into this, this part of, uh, of not making assumptions? For me, it was one of the ones that hit hard because I do it all the time. Yeah. And I'm constantly now, ever since then, having to remind myself that most of the time when you make the assumption, well, not maybe not most of the time, but some of the time when you're making an assumption, you're wrong yeah. or at least partly wrong. Oh yeah, there's you don't know the you don't know the backstory or that person's story at all. So Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that it's an easier way to live, but it's hard. It's a hard habit to break. Yeah, it's a really hard practice. And it's I mean, what's that old saying? It's like uh, assuming only makes an ass out of you and me or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um I love uh I love uh the the next part too that came in the book, which is just pretty much just like always do your best. It's not just like a, a really simple agreement, but just like an, an easy mantra. And I also, this is something that I, I, I thought a little more yogically about, like for me, when we, as a teacher and even as a practitioner on both accounts, there is no, we all see it. There are those people that come to class and they want to win first place, right? They're like, they're ready to get first place <laughs> in yoga that day, you know, and they're, you can see them, you can see them pushing themselves. So like, just like uh, the, the person next to me is doing this and I got to do that. And like we would in any practice and like we would in, in yoga, not even just in the physical part, but what the practice teaches us is there is no first and there is no last. It's really just showing up exactly as you are and doing the best with what you have that day. 
And I think that's important in, in, in this point is that it's always doing your best, but doing your best with what you have. Does that make sense? So not, not trying to make this false assumption or build this false narrative that your best is all the way up here when you don't have that in you or when that's not where your capabilities for that best may not be today. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because it changes. Like it's, I mean, you think it even says this in the book, but changes every day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we forget that because mm -hmm. then we stick to this one thing and then we, we, I, I don't know for me anyway, we, I, we stick to this one thing and then we attach ourselves to it and we're like, well, that was my best beforehand. So why can't I do that again? Here's, here's one thing I wanted to ask you guys. I wrote this down and, and I, I wanted to hear this before I got to the, the part about breaking the agreements. What was your biggest takeaway of the book? Like if you were to give it your elevator speech of like, this is really what I got out of it. What was your guys's, I mean, if you care to share, what was your biggest takeaway from this book? So yeah, I had a couple. It's okay. hard to say which one was. Basically, I think I try way too hard and I'm constantly reminded when I pause and reading a book like this just, pointed out a couple of ways that I'm still trying too hard. Um, not necessarily trying to get first place in yoga, although I guess it could look like that from time to time, but, um, <laughs> but you know, like the doing the best I tend to like, it's never like, when is it the best, you know, and having, I guess some way to really feel at ease with what I feel my best is, is kind of my constant work. So the biggest takeaway for me was that if, if you do your best, I guess it's like strengthening all of the other agreements and um, that we're, we're here to live and to be happy and love. And there was a part in under the fourth agreement section that talked about um, if you like can do your best in two hours of meditation, then you can find transcendence. Oh yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. so, so stop reaching for the, like, how long will it take me to find? Like, what do I have to do? Like, is it eight hours a day? Is it 10 hours a day? <laughs> like, no, like if you do your best and you really are meeting yourself there in that place, then I mean, the time is arbitrary, right? Like mm -hmm. the point isn't so much the achievement or accomplishment or whatever you're putting on yourself that is meaningless. It's actually just being alive and happy and loving you know so i guess that was probably the biggest takeaway for me there were a couple of others but i'll give somebody else a chance <laughs> yeah. yeah that's great i love that josh i think Thank i heard you. you starting to speak sure um yeah well i really that was really great robin um and as someone who <laughs> has a pretty clear idea of what perfection should look like uh yeah that that's that was a big one um but another one that was really big for me was um with not taking anything personally was not taking the the positive stuff too personally too like other people's yeah. positive judgments the ego stroking and stuff um and you know and, and it, it reminds it reminds me a lot of yogic principles um and some of the play shows around uh you know letting over identifying with, with the ego and kind of clinging a little bit getting attached to need you know as needing that kind of trophy kind of situation um and and certainly it's yeah it, it's not something i 
I struggle with terribly, but it's really cool to like see how people are giving praise to each other and 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 find out a, a way to deliver it that would be um connecting and at the same time like not pushing people I love into um into this place where their ego is getting um might might get attached. I like that. I I for, completely forgot about the positive part of it. <laughs> Anybody else? Biggest takeaways? I think a lot, a lot with the with the um the portion of it about caring about you know like what what it is that people think or mm-hmm. or say or judge. I mean, especially within like you know social media and yoga in itself and what it's becoming and what it's really not and what you don't see behind closed doors and and what what it takes to get to you know to where anybody is they don't they don't see the battle or the story they just see the beginning and the end yeah and i think i think too often maybe i used to care and i i think i'm slowly maybe getting to a point where i'm like not caring actually makes me a whole lot happier than (laughs) than the you know approval from anyone who would be judgmental of me anyway like what what do i need that for you right know? right what is it how's it serving you it, it's not you know yeah, yeah so yeah. okay i love that thank you all right um the last part that i was going to say for you guys was this is my question we get to the point where um we talk about being spiritual warriors and he says Spiritual war, uh, Rui says, he's like, spiritual warriors is one who controls uh, his emotions instead of, other, instead, of the, instead of the other way around as for most people. What do you do currently in your life to try, practice, to try the practice of being a spiritual warrior? I mean, meditation. Um, yeah. It, it, it comes and it goes as a practice, and lately it's been in. Uh, for me, and I'm really been really grateful for it lately, as I am really getting uh, in tune with how it uh, lets me get above um, the momentary emotions, um, and and simply bringing that in, you know, who, who our teachers, like our our <laughs> as you would say, um, like our our partners, our our parents, our bosses, mm-hmm. our children, yeah. Um, and coming up with a timeout or a time in um, where you can go and like from a loving place, take a moment, five minutes, 10 minutes, just get back to your breath and meet each other from your quote, like, or let's say highest self, maybe best self is a little strong, but sure. yeah. So, so that's one way. And then yoga, which, you know, gives you that self-awareness. You get like an embodiment. You can start to notice your heart rate. You can start to notice your fingers might be tingling, stuff like that. It all, I, I, I attribute yoga to an awesome, a lot to that. That sense of awareness. I think going off a lot of what Josh said, um, and then I think just adding the element of making sure that you realize you deserve that time. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times for me, it's, I'm literally running from one place to the next quickly. And then when I do take a break for myself, whether it's five minutes or an hour, I feel, you know, a tad selfish, like, damn, I should be doing this or I should be cleaning this or I should be washing this or 
studying this or writing this and instead I'm like nope it's okay you deserve this time and it's it's I think it comes down to being able to accept that you deserve that time <laughs> I I agree with uh not agree but I'm I'm on the same page with uh everyone else and with Josh um if if I take the time in the morning to kind of do the meditation and hopefully do the yoga, then, you know, I'm on the space to kind of be that spiritual warrior and kind of stay, you know, kind of contain, contain myself through the day. Um, and if I miss those practices, then I can get all spread out all over the place and into everyone else's opinion and making my own opinions. So if I center in the mornings, it's really helpful. It's so simple, and yet we forget to uh, to use these things. I mean, well, we can forget rather to to use these things to to keep that that practice going. You know, to I guess to to keep that veil away from the face and not let it just get over and over again. And this is like when I when I always think about like how we integrate this. You know, whether it's this book or whatever or yoga practice, like it's it's nice to remember, and it's nice for us to all hear and recognize that we're at the end of the day still human and so we it's it is a practice every single day every single moment of the day it's a practice and there's not this for me it makes sense to remind myself of that and take the pressure off that way i don't have to be like well, shit i didn't do this today or you know i'm getting attached or i'm worried about an assumption or you know all these other things because that it that almost like without that pressure taken off it's almost makes the task impossible. It almost makes that self-reflection impossible. So, but at the same time, you know, you can't just be like, oh, whatever, I'm human, it's fine. It's, uh, I'm just gonna let it pass. It's, you know, you know when you're being <laughs> honest to yourself and you know when you're being not honest with yourself about it. Yeah, that fine line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one last part um, and then uh, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, the reminders that he said that you can create your heaven on earth and it's, uh, it's this, imagining a life, you know, living without, uh, living without a life without fear of being judged by others, uh, with nothing to control and nobody that controls you either, uh, without being afraid to take a risk with no fear of death, but loving everything around you. And his reasoning why was just straight up because you can. And I thought that was just like, it was so small and so simple, but also like, I mean, profound, it's something that we know, but it, it really like it is our decision you know there are some layers that we peel back there is that reprogramming that we didn't really get into because that's a whole another topic in itself but it is it is our it is our choice just in the same way that we choose the way that we practice and that the way that we show up for the practice and that sometimes means that you're on your mat you know doing handstands and whatever else it is for you know seven hours a day and sometimes that means you're reading sacred text other times that means you're you know studying with a teacher and other time it means you're, you're sitting in meditation, you know, days on end or whatever it is, but it's, there's a, there's refuge in knowing that we do have it. And it is, it is in our hands if we choose to use that. So that's all I got for you guys. Any, uh, any last final closing thoughts from anybody? This has been great. Thanks so much. I love this. Go ahead. Good, good, I love good. accountability to, to finish a book. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell, if I'm being completely yeah. honest with with you guys, it's it was totally selfish. I was just like, I'm going to do a book a year and da, 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 or a book a month, and 
then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, like, why don't, you know, I'm sure there's other people that want to do this too. And Book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for believing in this crazy idea and um, and and hanging out and and taking your your Saturday afternoon and uh, just chatting with me uh, today and, and letting me pick your guys' brains and awesome That's awesome fun. thank you so much for hosting thank you yeah. thank you Danny thank you guys thank, thank you. you yeah enjoy thank the rest you. of your weekend ciao you everybody too. Have a good one. bye 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 bye